your daily afternoon excess with Tommy. It's your daily afternoon excess. You're here with Tommy Rocker and in studio today for my very first guest. It's virgin territory. Yeah. Bryce Moleto Lips. What's up? What's going on? Not much, man. I'm just finally stoked that you're here. Yeah, I'm so stoked to be here. It's awesome. It's so cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming in. And like I asked you maybe a year ago. Yeah, it was, about, it was about a year Yeah, ago. I remember you said you were going to start kicking this off. And no, nah, it's so cool. You got it up and running. It's, it's killer. It's awesome. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Um, I've, I've got a few things to say really quickly before we jump straight into it. It's mass fucking hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. The world's going fucking crazy. It's it's insane. Like, I don't know what to believe sometimes. Like, it's scary at the same time, but then it's like, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. But, um, yeah. It's such a weird time to be alive. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Like, yeah, you're on the freeway and you're like, yeah, not many cars around. You're in the street. Not many people around. Yeah, so... It's, it's crazy. It's fucking weird. But yeah. it's a good day to be alive. Hey. <laughs> For those who is. don't know what that is, it's a song by this man right here. Hey, hey. Go, ch- <laughs> go check it out. Go check it out. If you do want to check it out and you want to buy any stuff, like merch, albums, anything like that, you can go to www.sistersdollband.com or Facebook forward slash sistersdoll to get hooked in, get connected. Killer. Thanks, man. No awesome. worries, bro. All good. So, um, amidst the mass hysteria that's going on everywhere around the world, because we don't want to feed too much into the hate and yeah, uh, yeah. the fear that everyone's experiencing, uh, we're here to lift people up. That's it. You know, and music does that. And what better way than to have someone who's a fantastic musician here and ah. also a really good mate. Oh, thanks, um, man. No worries. Same goes, same goes. <laughs> Mutual uh, love. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've known you for a few years. Yeah, I, I think ever since we moved to Melbourne, almost like it was around, yeah, we'd moved and then we'd been gigging around for a bit, but then it was like a, a year and a bit and stuff. And we kind of, I remember seeing you guys play um, Scarlet and stuff. And then we kind of did some gigs together and that. And then that's how it snowballed. The music circle, that's what I love. Like it's so so small you know like it's great you know like you you make lifelong friends and yeah, yeah absolutely meet people that um you know uh circles that are apart sometimes yeah. and you have yeah. a mutual band that like that's how i think we met we met at yeah, the, yeah. Um, the peter hoffman or whatever it was management showcase thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was I, I think it was yeah yeah it was like eddie's pool room wasn't eddie's pool room yeah 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 that was like 20 14? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. us, you, and yeah. Dangerous um, Curves. Dangerous Curves as well, yeah. And I remember yeah. we played your drum set. And yeah, your cymbals you did. Yeah, yeah, were yeah. fucking up here. And I'm not a tall guy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're quite tall. So oh. I remember jumping. Yes, Yeah, I had the huge setup that night. I remember, like, it was my old Pearl kit. Yeah. And I used to have my cymbals really high. And yeah. I used, at, to the point, though, even when we first started, they were too high. Like, I was like, just did it because I thought it looked cool. And then now, it, these it days, did. yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. These days, I, yeah, I've lowered them a bit, but yeah. Nah, your setup's pretty cool, man. You got a see-through acrylic Ludwig kit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty badass. I was lucky when um, 
yeah, I got the endorsement and stuff through Ludwig. Um, and yeah, they were like, what kind of kit do you want? And they saw old footage of me of, you know, I kind of just had the two rack toms and then the two floors, just a standard setup or whatever. And I really wanted to change it up and go with the big, like the floor toms and the big kick drums and do something different. And yeah, off, through my influences, obviously, but yeah. Which are? Uh, Ah. let's run through them who who Um, influenced you to start music and who were your drumming influences yeah definitely i'd have to start um peter chris from kiss when i was a kid and then that story snowballs on which is just yeah fucking insane but um which we'll touch on later yeah but literally he's just been my dream like if i could that's who i want to be when i grow up and then um it eventuated to um yeah eric singer eric carl the drummer's a kiss just a huge kiss fan and then Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, he's a huge influence on me, like his drumming style and, and that kind of thing. And so many other drummers that, yeah, influenced me more that just growing up, like listening to, yeah, Travis Barker and fucking just everyone, like even some new school drummers, like there's this band Machine Gun Kelly. Um, and yeah, as you'd know, probably. And the, and the drummer, um, yeah, his name's Rook. Have you checked him out? Rook? I have not. Oh, he's, he's a great drummer, yeah, as well, like these kind of yeah instead of like yeah going back to older sort of drummers like just listening to newer kind of stuff and that and um which is a good thing because sometimes people are stuck in the past yeah definitely yeah 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 you know and music's always moving forward it's a progression of time you know yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. it's very healthy to be taking on new stuff because if people only listen uh, to old school music and don't move yeah, forward, yeah. nothing's going to happen. And I know, exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's still people out there flying the flag for rock. So yep. everyone who says rock's dead, it's fucking not. Yeah, they're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I really wanted to know that. Um, I knew that uh, about Kiss and Crew and stuff, but yeah. it's very it's interesting that you know the the modern stuff too. Yeah, definitely so. modern stuff, and I mean that drummer. I mean on all Machine Gun Kelly's, he's actually bringing out a rock album next year. But um, yeah, over the years he's he's been known for that rap artist, like he's a rap artist, and um, it's so interesting hearing that sort of music, and because they've always got a backbeat to it. There's drums in just in music today, like without a drum beat, there's no yeah i mean music's dead without it so um yeah you can really come up with and hear different sort of styles and things and yeah it's interesting um, man it's all like it's stuff that feeds each other to build a new yeah, thing yeah. you know the old <clears throat> school meets the new school here we go that's right yeah yeah yeah. it's a and beautiful thing yeah and you can kind of um like because people do get stuck sometimes they're like I love that music and I love that style, which is awesome. But um, I think sometimes it's cool to broaden your, yeah, your horizons in your head or whatever, and kind of listen to different things to keep it fresh. And yeah, sure. it probably makes you a bit of musician stuff too. It does. Yeah, you hear yeah. different things, and yeah, I mean, over the years, a band that I'm in now, um, we've yeah, we've done a bunch of cover gigs and that sort of thing, and recently we did this cover gig, and yeah, we threw in a Bruno Mars cover. And I'm like, okay, this isn't my style really. But but then when you get behind the kit, you're like, fuck, this dude's like, he's doing some cool shit, you know? And, you, yeah. and then you can add different stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're um, originally from Collie, mm. which is in Western Australia. Yep. Uh, family band? 
Family band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, was it a musical household, like, when you were a kid? Yeah, it was a musical household. Like, my dad would, um, yeah, he'd go to gigs and stuff and come home and always have his mates in the back shed jamming and that kind of thing. And <clears throat> Does he play? Yeah, my dad plays drums, yeah. Good so choice. That's, that's, where it, <laughs> yeah. that's where I get it from, I guess. But, um, yeah, the whole family, us three brothers, we played drums. Um, and actually, before the band started, Brennan was in a band before Sisters Doll, and um, he actually played drums too. Really? He was the drummer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Does that create friction, like he tells you you're doing it wrong or something um, like that? Not really, but he definitely like has more of an opinion as well because he's um has played drums and that kind of thing as well. Sure. And can, has that, that drummer ear, I guess, like can don't do that there or like that kind of thing as well. So, yeah. Which is kind of cool in a way because you can all chip in at ideas and that sort of thing, I guess. But um, sure. But yeah, so he was in a band and then he was playing drums and we all grew up playing drums. I don't know, just being, um, you figure out your talents, who's better at what or whatever as you're growing up. And I don't know, I took to drums. I, I wasn't really interested in guitar and that sort of thing. And Brennan was a, yeah, he was a very like showman drummer as well. He used to twirl his sticks, that kind of, in his old band. Cool. And he was like, <clears throat> he was like, man, I just want to be at the front. So I think that's why he kind of eventuated to the lead singer being, type role. Yeah, being the front man in the end, which is yeah, quite interesting, I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy being back there. Like, <laughs> as you, yeah, you'd be the same as well. It's cool. Yeah, but the cool thing about touching on you know being a front man and but being back there is, I think you're one of the few cases where the drummer is a type of front man. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of way. people notice that. Yeah, yeah. You know? try, I, that's my goal. Like, I'm like, if I'm back there, you know, yeah. You don't want to see the drummer just kind of like, you know, 4-4 four, four beat. Fucking uh, hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it with a fucking passion. Yeah, got to be doing something. Like, if it's twirling your sticks or, you know, get, get their attention. Like, yeah. Drummers uh, who sit there and do this, like. Yeah, yeah. And just tap uh, the song. The worst. No. Yeah, no. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Quit. Stop doing it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, with your dad doing a uh, band and stuff like that, playing drums, and you guys gravitating towards the instruments you did, which, yeah. uh, for those who don't know, that's Ozzy on bass. Yeah. You on drums and Brennan on guitar. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Ozzy, he plays guitar sometimes. He in plays the live guitar shows. sometimes as well. Um, he's graduated to that. It's um. Yeah, as a band, we've just been a three-piece. Yeah, we'll do that. And then, um, I don't know, Brennan, he loves doing the Paul Stanley thing, like the throws a guitar back. And then, so that's when Ozzy comes in and shreds. And then on our live performance, sometimes we throw in the bass in the backing track for them sort of moments and songs and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just graduated to that, I guess, like with our writing and, and that sort of thing, like Austin... Um, yeah, fuck, he can shred, but he's, he's really just taken to the guitar, which is cool, so. Yeah, <laughs> and he does it well. He does, like yeah. Like, from coming to see you guys play, um, even, like, a month ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less? About that, yeah, or maybe a bit less, yeah. When was yeah. it? Uh, Feb- yeah, February, late February, so. Before yeah. everything was shut down and banned. Yeah, yeah well, lucky <laughs> we snuck in there. Like, I know, yeah. man. I'm so glad I came to that. That was probably one of the last shows I saw. It was yeah. the last show I saw yeah. before this virus stuff happened. Yeah, I know. It's, you know. it's brutal. It was a good night, man. Good good set. 
uh, very tight. Oh, I did thanks, see the man. symbol fly <laughs> off the thing <laughs> at the start. Uh, that was fuck. Yeah, yeah. The bullshit. new ones too. The new, the new fucking symbols and the little symbol topper things that I just recently got. Um, I don't think I had it tight enough or something, and then I just went smack and yeah, it just all went, went down. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, jeez, nothing works. Like, oh fuck. Especially it was like the first song in nearly or like yeah. Ah, uh, but someone ran good. out and quickly stuck it back on. Quickly, yeah, yeah. that was good. So yeah. I considered doing it but then i saw the security guard and i was like Uh, fuck i want to see the concert and not get thrown out (laughs) (laughs) you should have jumped up there Uh, (laughs) i gotta say those symbols um and a quick drum tangent yeah sounded really good yeah yeah i was i was surprised too because i got approached by him and um this is uh this is um a really good uh brand yeah uh, supposedly yeah yeah. Mm, yeah straight out of turkey like um Great, like great brand, like, and I was I was always hesitant because I love Zildjian's. Um, everyone does it, like the best brand, <laughs> drumming yeah. symbol brand. Um, but yeah, unless you're like a Tommy Lee or something, you're never gonna get looked at, I guess, because you're not playing to huge audiences and that sort of thing. So I guess I was just like, oh, okay, I'll give these guys a go. And um, no, I'm really surprised. They're cool. They do them big fucking bells like that. Yeah, they just yeah. Smash and yeah, because I was. Yeah, I was hesitant one brand I wanted to go with was a cymbal brand that have them big giant bells and and cymbals that'll last too because there's nothing worse when you've got to keep going back. Crack a cymbal. Oh, it's nothing worse. So, yeah. And they're sustaining okay and holding up? They're sustaining okay, yeah. I took had a look at them the other night after, like, it was obviously the first time I used them. Um, and they're pretty good, like, just a bit of a clean and... <laughs> Not too bad. They're pretty durable, though. They're, they're quite thick. And, um, yeah, I think they'll last a long time. So, yeah. That's awesome. Fingers crossed. And they projected really well, too. Yeah. They came, they cut through, which is really good. And oh, playing that's hard good. rock, you yeah. want stuff that'll cut through. Cut through, yeah. And, you know, fuck guitars off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Guitar <laughs> players get <laughs> shitty at you and go, what are you doing, man? Turn down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, what, what was the point, you know, coming from a musical house when you decided... I guess the three of you had already formed the band, or maybe you want to say how that sort of formed. And then Definitely, yeah. Part two of that is when did you guys uh, decide or realise, okay, we've got something here that could be more than just a bit of fun at home? Yeah, no, awesome question. Um, we kind of, um, it was like, yeah, we're in the back shed and um, Brennan and his bandmates, they were kind of like at that stage of their life where they were like, they were starting to get apprenticeships, making money, um, they're all in high school um, and they had a gig to do and one of their singers moved to Perth and Perth to Collie was like, it was a good couple of hours so it was just too hard. Like he was like, oh, I can't make it, man. Can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And they had this local gig and then, um, yeah, the singer didn't turn up. The other members did and they were like, are we playing and stuff? And then in the meantime, me, Brendan Austin, I mean, jamming in the back shed, wrote a couple of, Brendan had a couple of songs that we started um, just jamming and um, and then yeah, we we just said fuck it, let's get up there and just fill the spot and stuff. The singer's not here, so let's just get up there and do it. And um, sick. We played, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, these are actually really cool." And we're like, "Oh really? Awesome!" And then uh, <laughs> and then we um, there was a local band competition like in this town called Bunbury, which was like forty minutes away. 
And then this was like right off the bat, this was like, okay, band competition, fuck it, let's just tighten up our sound, jump, jump straight in. Um, this was like 2010, late 2010-ish. And then we, um, yeah, we ended up winning. And it was like, fuck, okay, we've got something there. You could, I don't know, it was just that little point of magic, like when we're on stage together, it was like, yeah, we got something special here. You could, just, I don't know what it was, but yeah, it was that little bit of magic that was like, okay, let's go to the next thing and then leads on to the next thing. So, yeah. It's like a sensation that comes over you too, isn't it? You it know, is, it's 100%. Like a weird feeling. Yep. You know, like you know something when the ingredients are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is working. Definitely, yeah. This and you can work. you can tell with people's faces, like, I don't know, like, not tooting our own fucking horn or that sort of thing, but, like, it was, you can kind of just, yeah, you get that feeling on stage, as you could relate as well with your bands and stuff, like, you just get that feeling like, yeah, no, we're fucking kicking ass. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you get that, I was born to do this, like, you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah, I don't know, it's that, it's a weird feeling to experience explain but yeah i guess that was a magic feeling that yeah i guess i reckon every musician when they perform live that's what they strive to feel like that kind of passion yeah yeah so and the thing about that is that's not something and this is what i think non-musicians don't quite grasp you don't decide that yeah it's like yeah exactly know it yeah exactly yeah that exactly right man like you feel it in your body yourself and that's what you live and breathe to do every day and um yeah it doesn't yeah it's not really a decision to be like okay you know what i mean so i guess if we had have done that competition we might if we had lost or if we had have got on stage oh yeah whatever wasn't feeling it it probably wouldn't have eventuated so it's yeah it's one of them things that like you got to have it in you like yeah absolutely couldn't agree more man Mm. couldn't agree more um so when you guys did the battle of the bands thing one <clears throat> you know yeah. get that feeling of okay we're on track we've got something that's yeah. beautiful amazing uh people are responding to it yeah yeah was that when you guys decided to come here or how um, did that come about no that was very early on like very early on with the band and we're kind of just living in wa doing our thing like gigs cover gigs here and there um that competition that we won we got to go to the studio and record an ep which was like shitty little EP. Like I was going to say, I've never seen that. <laughs> no, <Nah>, never. <laughs> I think we sold them for like five bucks, this little like shitty thing. Like we were just babies in the studio. Like I was 15. I think Austin was like 13 at the time. Like we were just so young when we started and just in there. But we could go on into the studio. We're like, this is awesome. This is so cool. Like just so green and young. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So that kind of eventuated to be like, all right, let's, take it to the next level and yeah and so you guys just worked around collie and western australia doing cover shows and stuff pretty much yeah it got to 2011 2012 and then we we got some management on board people like you guys are really good started picking up a bit of attraction and that sort of thing started getting a bit of radio play like country radio towns cool and then which um, is exciting when it happens oh it's so if cool. it's never happened yeah. before you hear it in the car and you're like what this is crazy like yeah it's awesome yeah and um and then we started putting on our own shows we got some schools on board cool um some high schools like primary playing schools gyms? yeah pretty much like playing their high school gyms and um doing the whole thing like i was we like to try and do the big drum riser show look. Like we had like two, yeah, two like um, white 
like fold out table things <laughs> we like fucking gaff tape them together so they wouldn't Sla- fall apart no slap some carpet on top and i'm there like rocking the whole fucking Jeez. show like oh wait yes yeah <laughs> to try and make it look cool like like a big stadium show for these like younger kids and that sort of thing so that was pretty cool and i guess that they told their friends it started to grow a bit and they started coming to the shows wearing like top hats and fucking like makeup and that and we're like what have we done we've created something really cool but you even um, get kids dressing up like you for halloween yeah i know that's insane <laughs> like <laughs> what that's cool man that's insane hey like yeah because that's you know when you don't even know who that person is and yeah. they do that it's like wow i'm uh, yeah. something else now it's crazy because if when i was at kids age like you know, I looked up to, wanted to dress up as Peter Chris from Kiss and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, and you're just so humble because, yeah, someone at my level, you know, we've done some cool stuff and that sort of thing, but it's not like I'm a Peter Chris or something. And to, But to that kid, to to look up to you like that, it's, yeah, it's, it's heartwarming. Like, it's really cool. Like, yeah. Definitely something that you can put in the books to yeah. say, you know, we've achieved that and someone yeah, that like sure. has responded to that degree where he wants to be me yeah 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 you know, which it's, is a very flattering thing yeah yeah so after you guys were doing the um <clears throat> sorry excuse me the high school shows and stuff like yeah. that uh i i assume that that leads up to the timeline of when you got to melbourne or decided to um, leave and come yeah here. pretty much really close like because we started doing that and then when we had management we ended up going to america we did a quick like little two-week stint we got to play the whiskey which was freaking insane and then like the hard rock cafe in hollywood and west this is 2012 so i'm like 17 yeah. at the time and um yeah just super, we're still super young but just out there trying to do it we did a couple of gigs in sydney and wollongong or something um just to try and get out there see how we go with traveling and do we really want to you know keep pushing it um and then 2013 14 yeah it was probably 2014 we ended up um yeah coming over coming over to melbourne finally we just heard just through the grapevine of um yeah just bands killing it over here like if you want to take it to that next step um get across to the other side just a bit more population than um perth and wa which i mean wa is great but um yeah it's it is kind of isolated in its own little in its own little way and you can only do so much yeah you can only play in perth so many times and all them little country towns until you're like okay we got to do something else got to do something else so yeah absolutely and um it's it's funny because <clears throat> that the timeline sort of meets up here because i used to work in the city yep uh 2013 2014 oh yeah, yeah fucking yeah. hated the job it was yeah. a piece of shit um, just, when did you move um here yeah 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 uh 2013 okay yeah 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 march yeah 2013 right. yeah so I'd been here for a little while, but not long enough that I didn't really know, <coughs> you know, people and bands and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I caught the train home one day and on the there's a magazine thing called the Melbourne Express. Or oh, the yeah, Me- yeah, Metro yeah. Express. Metro Express. And you guys were fucking on the cover. What the and fuck? And that's how I found out who you were. Really? And I what? opened it up and it was about, uh, it was talking about 
you guys had come from Western Australia. You had a show at uh, in Richmond oh, somewhere. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was like your first show. Yeah. Maybe oh, Axel was there. Hawthorne? Hawthorne Hotel or something. Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it was remember. all about like you guys and, you know, doing glam rock and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, there are <laughs> other people here like me. Oh, this cool. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how I heard who you guys were. Oh, how cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's sick. random. It is random as hell. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Like a train magazine. Yeah, what the hell? That's, <laughs> that's crazy. It's like you didn't even know that was I don't happening. even think I knew. Um, <laughs> no, I remember we had some press on board, and I remember just, like, we had this management and shit, but we are like, just fishing out money to try and get the band out there. So like, we moved in Melbourne. No one knows who the fuck we are so we started just fishing out money and investing in um it was it was either the herald sun or this other it was like an mx magazine or something that was the one that was the one the yeah Metro express yeah that's the one yeah and um and then they um yeah they come and did a photo shoot we did like a mock stage and we just posed there in front of the camera i think i got the photo somewhere um and then, yeah, I had no idea where that ended up, if it even worked. But it obviously worked, so that's good. <laughs> it did work. You saw it, so that's awesome. Me and a lot Sick. of other people at the train station. Because nice. they just have that's them in bundles on the ground, and they're handing them out to people. And on the front is, like, ah, you three. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, did that show go well? Was there a lot of people? It actually surprisingly did okay. <laughs> like, for the first show that it was, like... First shows can be brutal. It was brutal, and um, we did have a few like friends and stuff, but it was just it was kind of weird though because like we do the whole thing, we do what we do, like we've been doing the show thing since we started, um, the drop curtain thing and shit, um, but like the crowd was like, yeah, it was weird. They were all like back, yeah, okay. So like no one was at the front or anything, and we just kind of we played. It was it was really weird. Yeah, it was weird. It sounds like the complete opposite of your shows today. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's taken a full like yeah, full turn, which is yeah very lucky. Like it's cool. That's awesome. Um, so <clears throat> when you go when you guys got here, and uh, you start playing the scene and. You've got a few shows under your belt. Yeah. You're starting to get some, I don't want to say mileage, but <laughs> that sounds really bad. Yeah. But getting no, some but mileage under your yeah. Melbourne, you know, music shows and stuff. Definitely. Getting to know even the cities, like, because we'd never come from here. So we're like, yeah, um, what the fuck is St. Kilda, you know? Like, or what, what's Richmond? Where is this place? Or like, we're like, it took us a while to kind of build like, okay, we know what's going on. We know where people are hanging out, what's going on. And yeah. People are definitely hanging out in St. Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my, it was my first show in Melbourne. I um, was playing in this band and we played at the SB in St. Kilda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First show. And we had hookers climb on stage and get arrested. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. And my mate's like, welcome to St. Kilda. <laughs> I go, okay, cool. That's crazy. And there was oh a dude God. outside, like, biking around, and he was high as fuck. Uh. And he had, like, <laughs> he's riding a green bike, and he had those glasses on with the eyes on his face. Oh, my God. And he goes, mate, I'm going to give you some advice. I went, oh, what's that? Uh, he goes, there ain't nothing in the dark, but more fucking dark. What? <laughs> dude was stoned as hell. Oh, my God. I'm like, Australia's weird. <laughs> I love Australia. It's a good place. That's crazy. What a story. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> well, God. You said St. Kilda. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. 
Um, so yeah, when, once you guys start doing that, and like you said, learning about parts yeah. around the city and getting a feel for different areas, because every area has uh, a different vibe and responds differently as well. Yeah. People in one place won't necessarily like uh, like it or respond the same as someone yeah. in another part. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. You have them hipster kind of areas from like, yeah, you walk in dressed like the way we do. They're like, you fucking faggot, what are you doing? <laughs> like, cut your fucking hair. Like, uh, yeah. that bullshit. And um, yeah. yeah. While they're wearing beanies in summertime. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so when yeah, you guys fuck. are doing that, playing around and stuff, what, what, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this in a, way that I can sort of execute it in yeah. two ways at the same time. So what was the hardest part about coming here and establishing yourself? Like what yeah. challenges did you have and what what were some of the things that surprised you the most about the scene here and yeah. what did you learn yeah. very okay. quickly? That's, yeah, definitely. Um, so moving over, you, yeah, family band and stuff, we decided to do it together. So we did it as a family. Um, so that means... Yeah, the whole family, like mum and dad and shit, came over. Um, all other family, though, you leave behind and friends, like grandparents and stuff. And the sad thing about that and the hardest part is that, yeah, they're all getting older and yeah. um, and you make them sacrifices. And, yeah, even though you're still in Australia, Perth is still like, still like three, four hours away, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you get them moments where it's like, oh, fuck, what have we done? You know, we move over here and we're... But I guess it all makes up when you get on stage and you play and we're like, okay, we're born. We, we love to do this. So, like, we've got to do this. But, um, yeah, that's probably the hardest part. And I guess adapting to the scene over here. Um, was it, like, an eye-opener? It was definitely an eye-opener. Like, it, was, it felt like people just started to accept it more a bit more anyway than what they do because Australia is hard mu- like very in the music industry as it is but yeah. um compared to WA we notice a difference playing in Melbourne and that kind of thing when people come to watch us they were um yeah they grabbed onto it and they like latched on and they want to be a part of it and they yeah. like which is really cool like from what we've created now in our um yeah we call it the doll army yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> But that's, I guess that's how that's grown in a way because people have like, fuck, they just love what we do, which is just so cool and we're so like, yeah, humbled by that. And um, I guess over there, I guess it, that really didn't happen. It did in small patches. Like you create that sort of fan base, but I guess for us over here, I don't know, it was, yeah, one of them things. Like, yeah, it just started to grow here. Like, yeah. And as soon as it starts growing, it expands outwards and infects people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they return for more and yeah, tell their friends. Yep, tell their friends. And that's how it kind of happened. They, and then they start buying your merch and blah, blah, blah. I remember when we moved, though, um, for what we started doing as a band. And um, there was a lot of acts that, like, we went and watched and stuff. Some bands just in the scene would go out and be like, okay, we'll go check it out. Um we noticed that bands didn't even have like a backdrop behind them. Like they didn't even have like, and we were doing this in WA. We used to put up our banner that says sisters. Oh, we hand painted it. Like, and we used to use that old fashioned one. Um, We used to do that. We had them little flame machines, shit like that, you know? And, um, but we'd go to concerts and there'd be a rock band. I can't remember who. 
But um, yeah, they'd be on stage and we'd be like, fuck, they don't even have like a, they don't really care about their stage show or yeah. anything. That's what we notice. like, <coughs> sorry, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, I guess it's like that Aussie kind of, Aussie rock, if you call it that, like it's yep. more that kind of style. Pub rock. Pub rock, yeah, get on stage, drink beer and shit like that, which is cool and that's that kind of scene. But um, for what we were trying to do, it was just something a bit different and I guess that was... Yeah, it's crazy to see that everyone loves that sort of scene, which is cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, to us, we're like, man, that's a bit, yeah, different. I don't know, like, yeah, that's what people want to see, like, yeah, instead of like a stage show or a, that kind of thing. And that's not knocking anyone or anyone in the scene these days. That's just that kind of... Just wasn't what you guys wanted and you noticed that that was missing. Yeah, I guess, and that's what people were... Yeah, taken to over here in a way, like, yeah. Had you guys always wanted to do a band where that kind of stage show is a prominent feature? Like, yeah. is that always something you aspired to? Definitely. I think, like, if we are going to do something, like, we always wanted to, yeah, push it a bit. Like, we went into them band competitions um, back in the day, and Brennan used to be a dancer, so, like, He'd be fucking like kicking his leg, doing the David Lee Roth sort of shit. <laughs> the like split kick. The split kick. And then it eventuated Austin, yeah, wear the hat. That looks fucking cool. Let's put on mum's makeup and shit, you know, like that sort yeah. of thing. And I guess it was like from that to like, all right, I'll try and twirl my sticks now to shit like that. We're just trying it, yeah. I think from day one, we're like, we want to create something that like is just different in a way, but like, yeah, he's putting on a show as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, and your band um, with you know putting on the show and stuff like that. Uh, <coughs> sorry, a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you've found this, but an interesting point or thing to think about is a lot of musicians here knock the whole part about the image yeah. that they shit on it. Yeah, they say, 100%. "Oh, it's only the music that matters." While yeah. the music is the important part yeah image can't be be. written off no definitely not yeah in my opinion and and yours too it's totally agree because if that was bullshit then you guys wouldn't be as successful as you are definitely not and i can like there's i can rattle off of uh yeah i've seen some acts anyway that like yeah it's all looks but no hooks in a way like you know No. Can I use that? Yeah, use that. That's <laughs> it. That can be the fucking headline. Lips 2020, all looks, no hooks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can look good, but fuck, you got to be able to play. And, and, like, going back to what, when it started, like, playing music and stuff, it has to be in your fucking blood. Like, if you're going to do it to try and be cool and you genuinely don't want to, like, do it, like, has has to be in you, like... I don't think like, you can sustain that too. No, no, like definitely the, not. The bullshit only carries you so far. Yeah. It's like yeah. people who are talented at something who don't practice. Yeah. If you <clears throat> you can ride that, but yeah. if someone can kind of play it but practices their ass off, they will surpass you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't sustain being a lazy cunt. No, no. Yeah, either, to put it simply. Yeah, exactly. you got to be, um, you got to do it. Yeah. 100%. And, like, because you guys came here as a family and uh, a unit. Yeah. Do you think that that helped or just oh, like, def- just pretend you weren't doing it and you did it by yourself? Yeah. Would oh. that turn out differently for you, do you think? 
Yeah, I think it would in a way like almost because um, I still would have the same passion and the same goals, I guess. But I guess it was just family. Yeah, I don't know, just keeping you grounded, I guess, in a way like and um, yeah. And just being all on board with the same goal as well, too. Like us three in the band, like we've all got that same goal we want to strive to. And um, and just hearing from experience from his old band and stuff, it was hard. They're all going in. um different directions want to do different things so I guess that um which is fine and that's cool and at least they were honest at that point otherwise our band probably wouldn't even have started so it's um <laughs> so thank you for going in different directions yeah ex- exactly yeah but I guess yeah having that same goal and stuff and yeah having family behind you is always the best thing I reckon so yeah and it sometimes it can make or break things because yeah for like, sure Sometimes, man, being in a band is hard. It is. And to stay motivated and like, why am I doing this? Exactly. When you've got each other. Yeah. I think that can be invaluable. Yeah, definitely. And we do have moments, like we are brothers, but with... Do you guys fight? Yeah, yeah, we have our (laughs) moments. (laughs) Definitely have our moments. And we've even recently, like, we're like, 10 years is the band. And we're like, fuck, like, you have them questions. You're like, what the fuck are we doing? Like... Yeah, sure. We got to start having kids soon and like moving out and doing all that shit. But <laughs> not, not for me for a long time anyway. But like, <laughs> she's in the corner going, "No fucking way." She's like, "Hell no." <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's one of them things that like, yeah, yep. <laughs> Just yes, period. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So with you guys being brothers in a band, like there are a lot of famous bands that are brothers, Van Halen stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yep. Do you think the dynamic is different because you are family compared to being in a band? Like, I know being in a band is like your brothers anyway, but it's also weird because it's also Mm. like you're married or you have a girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But adding family part to that, what's that like? It's crazy because you're like, yeah, you do, like I was saying before, um, like we've had discussions, we've literally like, because, you know, you're, we're still living together, so you walk in the kitchen, you fucking make toast, shit like that. <laughs> and But then you're like, okay, hang on, we're in a fucking band together, let's, you know what I mean? You miss that time where you got to sit down and make sure it's an important thing to talk about, like, hang on, we're, we're in the band, let's, let's call a meeting, like a professional sort of thing. Um, and I are guess you guys honest with each other? We are, we're pretty good, yeah, which is good because, I mean... Yeah, um, you do get them moments where you're like, um, yeah, I guess when we were younger, you kind of just go with the flow, okay, yeah, yep. we'll do this, we'll do that, but deep down, you genuinely want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, but I mean, we've all been, yeah, honest and had that same goal, which has been good, but you do have moments, you do like, and yeah, like you said, you're stuck together when you're brothers, or in a band, but then when you're brothers as well, there's that kind of... It's another yeah, dynamic. It is. It is. And um, yeah, there it's is hard times. There is hard times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, yeah. Yeah. My, my brother was a bass player and growing up, we were in bands together. You know, he didn't really want to do music. Okay. Um, yeah. But he was a really good bass player. So I don't know to the degree that you're like you guys experience, but um, I could sort of get from that, you know, how how it could possibly be yeah you know and then have been in bands with people like yeah 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 (laughs) really (laughs) honest bands yeah (laughs) sometimes too honest (laughs) yeah (laughs) um 
No, you guys are, yeah, it, it's really cool to see that. And, you know, people say don't work together like with someone who you... Family and... Yeah, family. Um, and relationship or, yeah, I hear that all the time. Like, yeah. But you guys pull it off well. Yeah, exactly. I guess um, from that way as well, I guess we got our parents and we come from a really good family. So I guess it's it's that too, I guess. Like, you've, I don't know, a good family, I guess. Like, I guess if we... Yeah, I don't know, rough upbringing in a way, like putting it that way, like, you know what I mean? I don't know if we, yeah, would have done what we do or made some of the decisions we have or like that kind of thing. So, yeah, who knows? Like it's, yeah. You can't tell what's going to happen, you know, like you exactly. can think what yeah. ifs, but you, o- right. you can only go from what's actually happened in your own life. Exactly, yeah. So that's all I can kind of go by, which is, yeah, it's a tricky one, but yeah. So, in your band, uh, generic question, yep. alert, um, how do you guys write songs? Yep. And with the whole concept of Sister's Dole and all that sort of thing, you know, um, something I'm curious to know is how did that idea come up? Yep. I know that I know where the name comes from because yeah. we've talked about it, but <laughs> yeah. I'll let you say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how did the whole theme of, like, Dollhouse and... Uh, doled up and uh, you know wanting to come up with that theme and concept and yep. use that as a running continuous idea yep. whose idea was that yeah so the whole sisters doll thing we love the idea of like kiss and twisted sister like them band names like when you hear it like kiss like you wouldn't think of four guys in makeup um, on stage just blowing shit up. <laughs> so I guess we thought of the most wackiest, fucking weirdest thing. Um, and we're like, Sister's Doll. People are going to look at that and go, oh, they're going to come and watch some chicks on stage. Or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, chicks with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so it was that kind of concept. It was like, okay, let's do something that's like a name, but like it isn't that. Like Sister's Doll, that's like a little girl holding a doll, you know yeah. what I mean? Like really. And um, But like we're like, yeah, three dudes that get up and try and blow shit up anyway. And um, it's totally different to what the name is in a way. And it had a, yeah. we had to come up with a name that had a good chant too. Had to go like when people are in a crowd. Yeah, you got to think about doll, these things. Sisters, it had a good ring. So we're like, yeah, it fucking works. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, it was like, let's create a theme. Let's like, okay, doll, let's fucking use that. Like everyone's used it as like the, yeah, you got the New York dolls, that sort of kind of, it was New York punk in a way, but we kind of decided to switch it, go the more horror theme dollhouse and then we thought oh yeah like alice cooperish style with the big staircase the drum kit sitting on top and like yeah girls dressed as fucking crazy clowns and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it kind of grew and yeah it was it was very much my intake as well like for that song and that that theme and that sort of thing as well that's welcome to the dollhouse song right? welcome to the dollhouse yeah. yeah i wanted to create something that was like yeah and when we went to do the album it was like we got to create a theme and um, so you do based something it with around it. that song. Yeah, based it around that song, really. Okay. And um, yeah. And did you do the artwork for that? Because I did the artwork. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Created the doll, like doing a weird thing with like the yeah. <laughs> it kind of worked with the hand like up and then or down or whatever it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, your art's awesome too. Oh, thanks, know, man. Some of the designs you've done, and Axel showed me the design you did for his for brother. For his brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. have to get you to do one for the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Um, so when you guys are, if obviously everyone's on board with the dollhouse thing. That's all happening. Who in the band, is there like a leader? Or do you guys all decide? Or do you go on um, a vote system? Like someone gets almost, outvoted? Almost. I guess it's it's tricky to say because we've never been in that position of like everyone have a different... Or we, we have like in saying that because everyone has their own opinion in a way, but collectively in the end we always come together with, okay, let's, let's run with it, you know, if we're all cool with it. And usually most of the time we're all on the same page with things, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but usually like in the earlier days, like me and Austin, even Brennan was younger, but Brennan took the reins in most of the writing and stuff. Of like the songs? Of the songs, because he had a lot of songs written there. I mean, Austin was still pretty young, so we weren't really writing at that stage of the first album. Yeah. And um, yeah, from his old band and stuff, he had old ideas and shit like that and music and stuff. So we kind of rolled with it. But then during the creating process of it, we come up with ideas, like obviously the drumming and the, the music sort of side of it and that sort of thing. I guess Brennan, 99% of the time, takes the reins on like lyrics in okay. a way, unless we come up with a cool title like on our second album, like Young, Wild and Free. Mm. I come up with that. Good and, song. And then um, like that title and then the whole dollhouse theme. and then So there's little bits that you all kind of contribute to one whole thing yeah, in a way. Okay. So. Yeah. Everyone plays a different role in, yeah, in almost. the production of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's growing as we, like, obviously we're older now. Me and Austin and stuff, like, we've been, yeah, I've written a shitload of songs. So is Austin and stuff. And we kind of, yeah, it's all collaborative now. But, yeah. From ex- Do you write from experiences? Or do yeah, you write from dreams? or Definitely, definitely experience events? experiences in a yeah. way. Like, yeah, it's either, like, a love story or a, that kind of thing sometimes like yeah. for me i always go from that sort of way well, people um, like hearing about that stuff, yeah <laughs> so it works out fine i know yeah fuck ed sheeran God. <laughs> hey perfect example yeah you know yep. love is a universal language so if you can capture that and put it to pen and paper oh yeah fuck that's like yep. the magic ingredient that's lightning in a bottle yeah definitely you know, yeah when it's done right yeah exactly yeah and also like um with you guys and your songwriting style and <clears throat> have you found that it's evolved um, like definitely. not the process but the sound definitely the sound has evolved like when we first started it was very just drums bass guitar we didn't really get into like we we're doing solos like brennan was doing solos but we weren't really doing the full glam metal solos or metal yep. ballads that we always loved and we always wanted to we knew we wanted to get there but we kind of just i guess being young and stuff as well. And I mean, 2012, we did that album as well. So that's like when we... Dollhouse. F- Dollhouse, yeah. So that's when we first started. Which you can buy at www.sistersband.dollband.com. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, and now it's progressed to like, um, you know, what sounds radio friendly? What's, what are people listening to, you know? Because sometimes there's that barrier of, okay... We can go and record an awesome album and sound like an awesome glam band or like, yeah, a lot of the, a mock of like a lot of the other stuff that we listen to and love and stuff. But sure. um, at the same time, 
that's almost like flogging a dead horse in a way, which is a weird scene to say, but um, <laughs> it just came out, felt right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, because, you know, is that going to get radio play? Is that going to thing? And we had these discussions before we did our latest um, single Black Mirror, and um, we created a cool theme with that, with the whole phones and that sort of thing to create another. So we always thinking like theme, like let's do something, you know, something different. Um, and it was, yeah, but it's a, one of them things where it's like, okay, do we create a song for radio that's just like, has like hardly any guitars, a s- solid drum beat, change the tune, Brennan changes his vocals and stuff, no guitars, and go real like fucking R&B or some shit to try and get radio play to yeah. be different, or do we just stick to our guns, do what everyone loves at the minute, and hopefully that can grow um, with the music that we're writing, so... We have had discussions like that, like, should we change, should we do this? But at the end of the day, sometimes, yeah, if it's not guaranteed to be on radio or anything, who are you um, creating a song for at the end of the day, really? And yeah. always comes down to the fans and the people that are listening to you now. And, um, yeah, I guess that's where it kind of, it's sitting at the minute. Like, sure. we're, we're doing what we want to write as well. Like, yep. like, we love the way it's progressed now. we got, like, and we can really hear the harmonies, what we're trying to sing and stuff like that. All them little things that you pick up along the way. Yeah. Yeah, but... So the commercial aspect is very important. Definitely, yeah. We try, we try and think of it in that way, but it's it's so hard to please everyone too. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's, um, it's almost, well, mm. you know, you can't please everyone, but no. you can certainly yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people that knock that. I think people tend to shit on stuff that is commercially successful too, you know? Like they do, yeah. It's like, like a, it is the Black Album. Everyone's like, oh, that's not metal. Yeah, it's I like, know, yeah. Well, who gives a fuck? Because they made a lot of money. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're good songs. Yeah, know? yeah. So, you know, uh, it's all commercial stuff and, and radio play is very important, you know, yeah. and to have that as a goal, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, and yeah. people would just have a stick shoved up their ass about it I and know. go, oh, no, that's not like the real thing. Yeah. Well, it's the real thing more than you just playing at home in your bedroom to Ex- yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the guy who says that he's off banging heaps of chicks, but he's just yeah, married to yeah. his right hand. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. So, yeah, you guys have done two studio albums yep. and a single. And a single, yeah. Yeah, Black Mirror. <clears throat> so, Welcome to the Dollhouse was 2012. All Dolled Up was 2017, which, yep. thanks for the CD. Yeah, all good. <laughs> I've <laughs> it was heard a long it. time coming. Yeah. Dude, I've heard that album a lot. I've never owned it. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I got the first one, and I, I love that. Um, I really like uh, the second album. Oh, thanks. Like, I like the first one too, yep. but the second one uh, really, this it seems like the next level. If definitely, you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely, like, man. For I respect sure. both of them. Yeah, I'm no, not, thanks. You know. Yeah, no. And I know the what single you mean. number one. Yeah, I know. How does that feel? That was crazy. And that was under twenty four hours. Like, and I think I woke up the next day, and it was still at like, or was. A couple of days after, I still sat. It was like number four, number five or something. And, um, yeah, it was Australian rock charts. But I think the the overall rock charts as well got to 20 or something, which was like, that's all over. Like, if you were in America or something and searched it, number you'd see it there. in the world. Yeah. 
And then it was like number one in Australia, which was just freaking crazy, even though it was like Queen greatest hits, Metallica, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But yeah. the Queen movie did just come out, that Bohemian Rhapsody, and we're like, what the fuck, you know? Like, that was massive. It was crazy, yeah. yeah. So it was to, to be up there, we're very lucky. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Do you feel <laughs> moments like, like that. when that sort of thing happens, is that like you know, through all the struggle and the hard times and the, like you said before, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? When things yeah. like that happen, yeah, is that just the moment where you go... 100%. 100%, man. Like, we're really, we're honestly going to record a different song. It really? Was al- it was almost on the verge of, like, disco slash, like, I don't even know. It was totally different to what we do. It was still rock and stuff, but it was just, like, we, it wasn't true to us. Like, okay. this was before Black Mirror. Um, so we actually recorded three songs in the studio, two that, yeah, we haven't finished yet, but we've done, we did Black Mirror, obviously, and we stuck to our guns, which I'm glad we did, because when you see results like that, it's like, what the fuck were we thinking? Just stay true to yourself yeah. and do what you love and what you want to do. So, yeah. You'll only be able to be you the best. Exactly. Yep. You know? And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So and, true. And embrace it. And yeah. run with it. Yeah. Know? It's not a crime to be like for people who are afraid of, you know, like not being popular or cool or whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who's to decide that anyway, you know? Exactly. I know. Like, if it's what you want to do, yep. do it. That's right. And don't listen to, yeah, all that judgmental stuff that people yeah. say. And, um, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck exactly. them all. That's right. <laughs> nah, it's, it's awesome, man. And to achieve stuff like that, you know, it just went. People can mock something, not saying people do, but, you know, if if someone was to mock me and I was in your position, yeah, I would just be like, well, did you get to number 20 in the world or number one yeah, in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you <laughs> fucking didn't. So, yeah. see ya. Yeah. I know, yeah, you do kind of have that self, yeah, empowerment in a way, I yeah. guess, like when someone, yeah, I guess in a way. That's ah, true, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It's such a cool achievement to have. and Nah, thanks. You know, and for you guys having only done two albums in a single. I know, we've the been, w- yeah. The way you've marketed your band and the success that you guys have achieved, like all these accolades, you know, everything we've talked about, you know, yeah. trips to America, um, which, you know, opening for Peter Chris. Peter Chris, yeah. Fuck. Dream come true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, to do that off of what? 23 songs or something yeah yeah i know that's what i mean like yeah usually people do a album every two years or something and when you look back it's like it's only been 10 years but still in that time we've only released yeah well 23 songs when you put it that way it's like fuck we've done okay for our, for what we've done like yeah yeah nah thanks man that's cool oh dude <laughs> it's, it's just the truth i wouldn't say it if it wasn't true you know like uh, I feel like I'm a pretty straight shooter, you know. Um, but I respect that. I have a lot of respect for that. Um, you know, not just because you're my friend or anything, but to do that, it, that's an accomplishment. Because I know how hard it is. Yeah. And I know what the challenge is to yeah. get there. You know. It is crazy, and the hardest thing is like in this country, unless you are a um a, a tribute act or a, that kind of thing. Um that's when you can feel um, like crowds and stuff. You get people coming to the shows 
and um, because I've been in a couple and stuff, and then but we've then been we, in the same tribute. We've band. been in the same one. <laughs> Shout out, looks that kill. Yeah, looks that kill. Destroyer, destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is amazing, and that's what everyone takes to in Australia. What I've noticed as well, they everyone loves going and watching a um a tribute, but original bands that are out there playing and working hard as well. It's it is it it is hard like it's a harder scene in yeah, Australia like original music. Um, so we're very lucky to have still people coming to our shows as well, like on a similar kind of thing. So and not just turning up because something's on, turning up because yeah. they want to be there, buying, seeing the line for your uh, was it VIP like pre-show thing when you played the yeah, Central Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the line. You oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, want, people want that. Want they to, I really know. like it's, what you do. It's fucking crazy, and you have to pinch yourself because like it's taken a long time to get to the to that kind of point at least. And um, yeah, very lucky and like yeah, when you see things like that, like yeah, yeah it's cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet it's nuts. It's funny because uh, we were at, I was at that show and a lady came up to me. <laughs> And she goes, oh, do you want to buy a Sisters Doll poster? Or do you want to win the chance for them to sign it or something? I'm like, now just ask them later. That's too good. Yeah, no, it was awesome, man. And like, and when you guys do shows, obviously, if you've never been to a show, you should go see them play. Uh, it's an experience. It's not just hearing some music. There's, you know... Uh, the drum solo for one. <laughs> we got to talk about that, can yeah, we? Yeah, let's talk, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, dude. So, if you've never seen their band play, Bryce does a drum solo and he has laser gloves and all this stuff. Fucking but a lot going on. Recently, <laughs> the crazy dude added in like a spinning drum set, and it's funny because the first time that that happened at Musicland. Musicland, perfect venue to do it. Perfect too. venue. Like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, it was an it was. all ages show. Yeah, all ages. So first of all, how do you get an all ages show at a bar? I know. How We're, does that happen? To be honest, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, bribery. Yeah, I think there's like a slight. Yeah, either I think we use wristband that night. Did you just have wristbands at Musicland? Usually uh, they do the not sure. Oh, so usually do like a they give wristbands to people that can drink or something, and oh, then the younger okay. one that kind of thing. So the bar won't serve them. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. But I think um, there is a lot of venues out there though that it is hard because we we do have like a few younger kind of fans and that sort of thing as well that like to tag along and come to the shows and that. So it's hard when you can't do yeah a big show like that in a city or something that's easy for everyone to get to. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, but um. We're lucky we, yeah, get away with it at Musicland, which is good. But oh, it yeah. was great. You know, the kids were loving it and you could see them there. The mum and dad had brought yeah, them along. Yeah. It's sort of a family thing. It's transcended just yeah, yeah. one and that's, person. And that's what you see with bands. They're doing it 40 years later. And it's like, what the fuck's... Like, we've... Everyone, I guess maybe because they think it's like... It's similar to a Kiss and a Motley Crue. They relate it to that way. So I guess that's why their kids are into it. Because they yeah. love... Because of the Queen movie that's helped these days, who knows? But it's it's cool to see. It's really cool to see. Like yeah, it's growing that way. Yeah, and you know when they're standing there at the front and the lights turn down like halfway through or three quarters through the show, whenever yeah. it may be, 
<laughs> hand comes up with the, the lights. Fucking la- laser gloves come up, laser which gloves. are fucking hard to drum in too. Like I bet I end up with like, yeah, like real bad fucking like scars here. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, they're obviously not meant to be playing drums with. And I had to order them and get them and shit and modify them because there was a when you get them, the button is like on your hand, so you can't hold the stick. Can't hold the stick, so I had to move the button and get this guy to. Fucking bulletproof them because the lasers. I think I broke the last ones from the last show. Got to get them fixed again, but they're <laughs> yeah. But yeah, another little thing that just to add something different too. It's hard when you have influences like your Tommy Lee, Peter Chris, that sort of thing. Like, and at first I was like, the easiest way would be to go up, like lift the drum riser up mm-hmm. to a certain point, and it would look cool. It'd be like, oh fuck, he's up pretty high, like the drum solo yeah and um you don't need to worry about chords and shit but then um i was like nah fuck i want to do something else and i'm um, something that like is just different i think the only guy i saw was neil pert rest oh, in from peace rush. yeah yeah um yeah from rush and he spun i think he kind of did like a just a 180 yeah because he had like two separate drum kits on either side and i thought that was really cool and i was like how about we try and spin? And then but yeah. I was like, what about the fucking chords are going to tangle? And um, anyways, I got this guy on board, um, Glenn, his name was, and he, um, he built this thing a while ago and he does it for his little tribute shows and stuff and he kind of, yeah, he twists only like halfway and stuff because he was worried about the chords and stuff and I'm like, fuck, you got to help me. I want to do full 360. Like, I just want to keep spinning and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it eventuated to, yeah, Shane, this guy um, who just comes along and he loves the band and stuff, which is great. And he's a bit of a builder and he built this rig that actually, yeah, fucking like can spin and he's modded it on his computer. So he clicks the button and it just goes. Okay. So, I, so I actually don't need to worry about. Um, Do you know when it's or, coming? Um, yeah, we tried to rehearse it. Yeah. Like, so it was like rehearsed to the sound and stuff. So I know when I'm going to spin and stuff and on the cue of the music and that sort of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't throw it's, you off. No, <laughs> no. It's like a million dollar project though, like for what he's created. And like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's it, nuts. It looks really cool. <laughs> it's yeah. something different too, like just spinning in circles. Yeah. Get a bit dizzy after it, but um, <laughs> I haven't really seen it before though. No. So far. So And especially at a club level. Yeah, at like a yeah, that as well. Like you know. Like yeah. convincing venues to be able to let you do that, that's gotta be its own oh. challenge. We had to go to Music Land because that's why the Music Land was like that was like the pinnacle of it. That's where it looked incredible. Um we had to go there and measure their drum riser. We had to put a socket, like this wood thing to put underneath their riser. Um that was on wheels, so we could like wheel it out, and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, there's a lot, a lot that kind of goes into it, you know. Like before the show, we we're at Musicland like the week before, like testing it. I was testing it, yeah, on the drums. So I'd never done it before either. Sure. Um, and you're not strapped into it, eh? No, not no. strapped. In. That's probably one thing I need to look at though, because it, it's getting quicker. Like the more I did, like the last show we did, I'm like, fuck, I want it to go a bit quicker, and then, oh shit. I'll end up falling off soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. So when you guys, uh, so when you did the the solo and stuff, and obviously you guys have a lot of equipment on stage. like Yeah, it's a lot of shit. 
a lot of shit you've got <coughs> like uh you know smoke stuff you got tvs you got the drum machine spinning the li- what the lips are well you call it right the lips are well the lips yeah, are yeah. Well, um, which sounds like a brutal kiss yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does um do you guys have roadies um we do we've had we've had Berkey, which was a dude who just tagged along. Um, he Is had it the guy who work. was at like every show that came up and got the guitar? Oh, that's Jim. Jim. That's Jim, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been there through like thick and thin. Like he's travelled with us to Western Australia. You know, like them little jobs that when you're touring, you're like, oh, Jim, can you go put, could you put some waters on stage? Could you yeah. go put the set list out? Could you, them little jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's so great for that. Like, yeah. And he, um, he's a huge Kiss fan, and that's how we kind of met him and okay. doing Kiss stuff and and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's mainly just been him, our old man, um, so our dad, um, and then there was this other guy that came along for a bit and that sort of thing. But now it's just yeah, just literally us. And now Shane, who built the Lips of World as well, so oh, he he takes care of that part he, of it. Yeah, he tags along and helps us lift some shit in and that at a venue, which it was, we're so lucky. Like, cause if it was just us three, like we've done it before. Just us three, and it's fucking like by the time you get on stage, you're sore. You you know what it would be like cutting gear into like oh yeah. Well, yeah. with crew band, there's a lot of stuff and yeah, yeah. You've got to, you the thing people don't realize you're there for like 13 hours. Yes, yeah, fucking know. like two or 11 in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah, and I know how hard Dan and Brad shout out work and they built all that incredible stuff. Yeah, and. That's not fucking easy to lift in that shit. Like, yeah. It's heavy. And then you got to play the show and, you know, the way you play, like, full on, full energy. That's tiring on its own. It is, People yeah. don't realise that. That <clears throat> takes a very high level of being uh, fit. Yeah, it does. And then yeah. after that, like, if the you sprint a race <laughs> at school, yeah, yeah, you just want to pass out. I know. You don't want to carry shit and pack no. it all up and leave. Hell no. And you got no. people hounding you as well. Yeah, that's the thing. you got to talk to the fans after and then you have to um yeah how important is that oh you have to do that like for any band listening or whatever you yeah you've got to do that like people want to interact with you they want to get to know you like on a friendship level almost and there there is that point where it's like okay there's that cut in half part where it's like okay fan and friend in a way like almost like but then your fans end up becoming your friends um, but yeah, you got to do that as tired as you are. Like they've come there to watch you tonight. So you got to go out there, make sure you do that. Yeah. So when you finish the gig, um, yeah, the job's not finished. Like, yeah, got to keep going. And, and then after that, everyone leaves and then you got to pack up and <laughs> yeah. it's nuts. It's a journey. It is. It's, oh. and, but you know, doing original music as well. <laughs> yep. Starting off. You're doing it for nothing. Yeah. No yeah. money. No. Some g- people yeah. pay to play. <laughs> yeah. You pay to play. And we, we did that a few times when yeah. we, um, I remember even playing at Musicland when we first moved here a couple of times. Even with you guys that time, like, there was fucking no one there in Musicland. Like, not a crowd, not anything. And you're yeah. up there playing. And then it comes to a gig like we did at Musicland that time. It's like, and it's packed. It's packed. And it's like, fuck, I know. It's like, you know, like it gets to that next point. People are actually buying tickets to yeah. watch now. And it's like fucking never would in a million years thought you'd get to that 
stature, you know, like at yeah. this level anyway. So and you start lucky. You have to lucky. do pre-sailing soon. Yeah, you, know, you got to do that. You've got and to. It, yeah, because yeah. it just floods. It does. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. Um, and so you know, we talked about influences and stuff like that, and you know, yeah. the stage show and. <clears throat> you know, wanting to do that kind of stuff and the cool, like, Tommy Lee-style spinning drum set thing, yeah. but, like, your own version of it, which is really cool. Yeah. You've met a few of your heroes. Like, you opened for Peter Chris. You've met Molly Crew. Yeah, yeah, um, met Molly Crew once. Meeting heroes, yay oh. or nay? Um, I must say, I'm going to start with Peter Chris. Um, we hit, in the Kiss Vine, you hear a lot of stuff, like, there's so many stories like you even go online and this isn't bagging like Paul Stanley or anything, but you hear them guys and even Gene say he's a fucking, him and Ace are like coked out fucking idiots and blah, blah, <laughs> blah and all that shit and stuff. But from my experience with Peter Chris and stuff, like, you know what I mean? That was years ago that that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like meeting him now, he's the most humble down to earth dude who, um yeah, just a super nice guy. And just to, yeah, to be able to even talk like this about him and to hear him on the phone. Like, I remember when we did um, the show with Peter Chris, like, we had to play as his band as well. Yeah. And then support him. So that was just a dream come true. And um, you're in the rehearsal studio with him and he's yelling out to you to be like, Bryce, that sounds great. Like, just do that, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, fuck, and this is fucking Peter Chris telling me this shit. Like, You're like slapping yourself in my like, leg. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, you know? And yeah. um, so there's moments like that, even with Bruce Kulick and, you know. Yeah, he was in Kiss too, right? Yeah, yeah, played bloody stadiums and arenas and shit. It's just incredible. And to be able to, yeah, for him, yeah, to play with him was, yeah, fucking hell, like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, you meet, but from that, level to then you go for a meet and greet with Motley Crue and it's just like okay photo now walk in and I'm like <laughs> oh my god it's so nice to meet you guys how you doing I'll shake all their hands I'm like fuck I love you guys and then and they're like okay done you're out like <laughs> two seconds and yeah. it's like yeah so I'm lucky to have actually yeah to get on that Spend level the time with them and yeah like your Peter Chris and stuff to yeah even Robert Fuso from Skid Row. Yeah, um, the drummer. Yeah, yeah, that was when we did the tour with, because he was playing with that 4 by Fate. Oh, okay. Um, That tour with them guys and Bruce and stuff and just yeah. chilling on the, yeah, the tour bus and stuff and just some stories you hear and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. Actually, nuts. like, getting past the, what, what do they call it? A photo op. Yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. Even when you yeah. meet Kiss, it's like, bang, like, two seconds, like... <laughs> I heard a crazy thing about Kiss uh, the other day. It was that on their end of the road tour, whatever it is, you know how sometimes you can buy the guitar and they'll like play it for a song and oh, all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul Stanley's guitar, <coughs> this didn't include a concert ticket. So you don't get a ticket. You've got to buy that separate. How much do you reckon the guitar cost? And he'll play it for one song. Uh, I think I heard something about this, but I... Can't, I don't know how much it was. It was 18,000 US dollars. And fucked. if you wanted the strap, it was an extra three grand. The guitar strap. Yeah. Fuck's the sake. strap didn't come with it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's just pushing money to the next, like, what the fuck? 
Even That's if you were crazy. in that position and you already had like shitloads of dollars, you don't need it. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. you don't. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's where it gets ridiculous. A fucking yeah. guitar strap, like... Oh. That's where it turns into nay. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Like. Um, I do want to touch on something that's not... I guess it's kind of to do with music because it's to do with you. Yeah. Um, but cherry lipstick. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your, your clothing and stuff like that. Explain for people who don't know what it is uh, <laughs> a little bit about it, the history, yeah. why you decided to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you do graphic art and stuff like that, so yep. it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, and how did you get Tommy Lee to wear one the of your shirt. clothes? <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, super lucky for that. Um, well, I'll go from the start. It kind of started in high school. I draw just cartoon, I don't know, cartoon little images, like cartoon characters doing shit i don't know like all this weird stuff like just cartoon though i loved yeah. like i grew up loving like Yu-Gi-Oh. like do you remember that card game i actually do i fucking love that card game all <laughs> the anime characters pokemon all that shit yeah um okay. so i guess it was that sort of style um and i drew this one face and i said fuck that looks really cool i'm gonna turn that into a um you know into something one day i really want to turn that into something one day um and it was just sitting there, like just sitting there over the years. It come time to get my first tattoo when I was 20. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to get a tattoo, I'm going to get something that like, you know, I want to believe in myself with this thing. So I'm like, okay. So then I got the face incorporated with drums, obviously. And then I was like, okay, I've got it now. Yeah. Now, now it's time to fucking do it. You know, like that's, yep. that's a memory to be like, okay, go do it now. Yeah. Um, so eventually, um, yeah, got time to producing some stuff and I started getting a couple of prints and that sort of thing and I was like, fuck, that looks really cool. And then I just start, I don't know, I just put it out there and I am um, just hope for the best, really. Um, you mean the put it on clothes and put it out there? Yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. Okay. And just got it out there um, as quick as I could. I think it was after, like, yeah, when we did them TV shows and that sort of thing. So the band was at a good point where we had a lot of fan inf- influx and that sort of thing so it was great and um help push the product as well help push it out a lot and um yeah it's it's a wacky little design that like the eye like overlaps the teeth and like it's a little fucked up but it's (laughs) it's a part of me and um so it's almost like a cartoon representation of myself yeah um and i remember when i drew it i drew it with like the long spikes for like long hair yep so i remember just been in a handful of like relationships in the past and shit and your missus is almost like cut your hair what are you doing with your hair <laughs> and then this was my moment to be like well fuck you i'm doing what i want to do you know what i mean like be who you want to be be who you want to be so that's the whole yeah believe in yourself that whole thing that's so got a really positive uplifting message behind it yeah so there's a huge message behind the actual brand that i really want to yeah hopefully everyone's grasped onto that like yeah. you know like to try and you know be different and be yourself and do what you want to do so yeah that's a that's a good piece of advice for anyone who's listening you know if, no matter who you are if you're struggling with that whole thing you know and you're not sure about it or maybe no one will like me or whatever just yeah yeah just push yourself because you only be able to be you the best exactly you know? That's a great saying, man. You said that a couple of times. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, so true. I sound like a broken record. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's it's so true. And that's what everyone should, yeah, definitely take that on board. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so 
I've got a few sort of, um, I guess, quick fire questions. Even yeah. though they don't have to be quick fire answers, but I'll sort of just p- throw some sharp questions at you. Um, <clears throat> first right. one: Do you still get nervous, and is it healthy to be nervous? Um, I do still get nervous. Yep, I um, I think it's healthy because it gives you that, gives you that um, what do you call it? adrenaline to yeah. be like. Oh fuck! I gotta get out. You know, like I want to get not out there and in buckets or anything. Yeah, like that. no, I'm not that bad. But it's like, fuck! I just you almost that adrenaline to want to go out there and do it. So that nervousness, I guess, fuels the adrenaline to be like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking do this. You know what I mean? Like before you go on stage. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then but then you're like, it depends how many shows you're doing as well because like. Lately, we've just been doing, like, one-off shows, um, like, monthly sort of thing. Yep. Um, so, you're kind of building yourself up, building yourself up, and then when you finally do it, I reckon that's when the nerves probably tend to kick in more. Sure. Um, but then, yeah, you go on a tour or something, and you, like, still get that adrenaline and that thing, but you're just a bit more comfortable, like, if you do a bit of a tour and that sort of thing. Because you're doing it more constantly? Doing it more constantly, yeah. I think, yeah. And you feel more comfortable doing it every night opposed yeah. to, yeah. But, yeah, I think if anyone says they, yeah, don't get nervous, I think that's a like, yeah. <laughs> or if they don't, maybe they don't really like what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not as excited about it as maybe they should be. Yeah, yeah. A uh, <laughs> um, uh, horror show moment, like, what's the worst moment that's happened to you on stage where you were like, oh, I got no. a fucking great story. Please. The floor is and yours. I forgot what night it was. I hope it wasn't the night we anyways, it was America, like yeah. playing the Whiskey A Go Go 2012. We had two nights there, so we supported a band called Calabrese or something. Yeah, um, okay. Stand up drummer actually. The drummer actually stood up. <laughs> um I won't get which was a bit strange. Mike um, Portnoy style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Anyways, the night after I was, um, we were supporting Crash Diet at the Whiskey and it was... Like um, they will be later this year. Y- yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> this fucking shit doesn't destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hope so. I hate it that they got postponed. Yeah. But um, so this is in 2012. Um, so fucking excited, like 17-year-old me, like bloody up there. <laughs> and I'm like... At the Whiskey in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. yeah playing the Whiskey and... Um, so we go to start Dollhouse, that suspense of the intro and everyone in the crowd, like, there's always a decent crowd and it was the crash diet night, I'm pretty sure. I hope it fucking wasn't because it was embarrassing. I go for the, um, and I've got these boxing boots. Do you know them, like, the glam style, like, boxing boots? I think the brand's, like, Punch or something. No. They're boxing boots anyways, and I bought them because I thought they looked cool like the glammy sort of 80s style okay um i used to drum in them and the laces were like because their boxing boots are like huge like they're massive laces yeah and i, I didn't tuck them into my fucking shoe the intro is like are oh, you ready to play and then i'm like fucking oh fucking i'm kicking and the fucking lace is like you picture like the lace of your shoe yeah. around the beater. The loop part. Yeah, around the beater. So I'm kicking and Brennan turns around and says, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and <then I> can... <laughs> so picture the beater. And I... So I'm doing that. So the beater's like 
It's, it's not meeting the kick drum. It's not hitting the kick. It's literally just smacking <laughs> against myself. And I'm like, fuck. So I had to stop. I just had to stop. And they're like trying to play. And it was, and I'm trying to fix my shoe. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever told that story before. That's <laughs> fucking funny. That, that is a bad oh, one. That was terrible. Like, that was just oh. really bad. That first kick. Yeah. When you, and we did sound check. It fucking just sounded awesome in there. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, fuck off. Like, whose lace gets caught in a fucking... <laughs> happen to me anyway. Yeah. That sucks. fucked, hey. Especially, like, at, you at know, the wet place oh, doing you that tr- show. You travel all that way to do that, like, to <laughs> fucking... Oh. For your shoelace to fuck you oh. over. Don't wear boxing boots when you're uh, drumming. <laughs> Did you ditch them after that I gig? fucking ditch them. And I, it's like a conscious thing now. Even my... You'll probably think about it now, like when you wear. I will every time. When you're drumming Converse's and shit, because even their laces are pretty long. I fucking like tuck that shit in. I'm doing it now. I tuck it in now, like nothing worse. Like, cause I didn't. How is that possible? Like, yeah, I don't know. I always wear Converse when I play, so now you've fucked me. (laughs) I'm gonna be terrified every time I'm (sighs) checking my shoes. Connie's are the best. They're so light, aren't they? They're like great. on the pedals and that. Really good. Yeah. You can feel the whole footboard and that they work with your foot too. They're not stiff, yeah. yep. which is really <clears> good. Yeah. I think that's why I kind of tried to go for the boxing boots. I was like, they're really light. Um, but yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but if they again. stop you actually hitting the kick drum. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah. Oh, that was I, I'm sorry that that happened to mm. you. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Oh, man. I think... That that's that's pretty bad. That's one of the worst ones yeah. I've heard. Yeah. So like <laughs> you hear crazy. about people hurting themselves or hitting themselves in oh, the yeah, eye yeah, or whatever, yeah. but yeah. fucking that oh. oh sucks. Did you like um because that was for the first song. First and like, then right, you restarted? Like right at the No, what did or you I just carried on, you I jumped th- back in. I think they just carried on. I think I had the floor tom going, like just to try, oh, to and, keep the timing. try and keep it in. And they kept going. I think they went into the verse. I was there for the chorus, I think. I just got it out. But it, like, because I was kicking it so hard and the adrenaline, you're young and you're nervous and yeah. fuck, just a million things going through Yeah. your head. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, was that your very first gig in the States? It was our first one, yeah. Like ever? Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, at least you'll remember it. I'll remember it now, yeah. <laughs> I still remember that story and fuck, I still remember looking down and I'm like, fuck this. Like, oh, <laughs> come all this way. Like, yeah. Oh my God. That sucks. <laughs> um, any like really, really bad fan stories like what's the worst fan encounter you've had like what did they mm. do what you know what happened oh yeah i've fucking got one yeah i don't know if this has been said either but this is like a whole band tell thing. tell yeah, all. this is a good one actually we played um in a place called bunbury so this is when early Where, days of that? the band um that is kind of like 45 minutes from collie Okay, so it's Western Australia. West, Western Australia, yeah. and then to Perth, it's like an hour and a half. Okay. But Perth is like an hour away. Um, so we play in this small town, um, and um, there's this, you know, you get the fucking cougars at all these shows in Australia. Trust me, I know that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this lady, and she's like sitting there, and she's like, 
fucking just whacked out of her head. Like her eyes are just like she's like she was on something. She huh? was on something crazy, yeah. and um, we finished the gig, and she kept yelling out. We finished the gig, and then we're like talking to some fans and shit after and that and we saw her and we're like oh she's a bit fucking weird and then <laughs> anyways, yeah and then anyway she went to the toilet or something and they're like all right everyone out kicking them out of the pub and stuff out of the venue and um police rock up and then the owners are like she's in there she's in there and they're like what and then they go in there and then she's like um they're dragging her out um a Apparently later we heard that she got tasered to get her out and she's fucking like, they're my kids. They're my kids on stage. That's my son. They're my fucking <laughs> sons. And all this shit, like claiming that she was her, I'm their mum. I'm their mum. What are you doing? She was claiming that she was the fucking mum of us three. And we're like yelling out. We're like, she's not her, our fucking mum. Like the cops <laughs> asking her and they're like dragging her out. Oh, fucking classic though. That yeah. There's some nut jobs out there. Oh my god! Like, who would fucking <laughs> say that? Like, because she was yelling out shit during the show. She was like, "I'm yeah, proud of you, son. Proud of you, <laughs> fucking all this dumb shit." And ah. Uh, so did you guys tell the bar staff who called the cops, or did the cops? The, uh, did the bar staff? I don't. I don't think so. I think the cop. I think. They just thought it was a crazy lady, like just yeah. okay, we gotta kick him out. And then she was causing a bit of ruckus, I think, that night anyway, so they um they called the cops yeah. to come down and, and the funny thing is our mum doesn't come to many shows. Like she yeah. comes every now and then, but our mum was actually in the crowd that night. Like she was there after when we we're like it's like when we we're packing up and stuff. Yeah. Mum was actually there and we we're like, That's our mum there, like who the fuck's this old <laughs> crazy bitch? Like yeah. Do you know what's Weird. ironic? Is yeah. that when I played the last show I played, like yeah. three weeks ago, that exact thing, well, it wasn't as brutal as that, but I walked off stage halfway through. There was two sets, and I got outside, <clears throat> and these people said to me, Oh, we met your dad. And I was like, oh, Well, really? that's impossible because my dad doesn't live in this country. Yeah. They're like, Nah, he's over there. And they pointed at some guy. I said, that's not my fucking dad. And this guy had been telling people that he was my dad. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. That's not as brutal as some, you know, batshit crazy woman getting tasered <laughs> and dragged out by the cops. But That was still pretty crazy, though. Like, who would say that? What were they getting well, at? Like, maybe she just really loved you guys and, like, wanted to feel connected. Probably, yeah. You know? fucking, but it was one of them, like, bogan pubs and... Oh, okay. Fucking, like, was, was she, like, missing teeth and everything? Almost, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was... That's one of them anyway. <laughs> well, dude, uh, I, uh, I want to thank you for coming in. I reckon... I think we'll wrap it up on a high. Yeah, that's... Because yeah. <laughs> there's so many other things we could talk about, but I'll get you in another point. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe definitely. when the next thing's happening with SD or something. And yeah, I'd love to. That'd be sick. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. Get you back awesome. in, talk about more stuff. And yeah. I was gonna ask you guys what's next. Oh, quickly, like, what are you guys working on? What's in the run? Oh, we had so much planned for twenty twenty. Um, like, just did our um, our big show, ten year anniversary show. We're ready to kick that off with the Crash Diet tour. Um, but until then, we'll like, but yeah. We're meant to be releasing a new single, that sort of thing. So that's obviously coming up. We're going to be releasing new music this year. Cool. Yeah, and just fucking hibernate and write music until this shit blows over, I guess. Like, yeah. Make use of the time. Yeah, make use of it. And yeah, 
Keep I'll doing what you're doing, man. Like, this is great during this time of oh, the world's cool. need, like the podcast and that. It's fucking great. Like, thanks, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to do something that's not feeding into the fear and the negativity. Yeah, and the, 100%. The that's going on everywhere. Yeah. 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 And plus, I said, you know, a year and a bit ago, I'd love to have you on as the first guest because, you know, I think that this is an important uh, thing to put out to people right now. And Definitely. you would have been yeah. a really good person to teach people not only about a lot of stuff, but also I knew the conversation would be great, which it has been. Ah, awesome. And um, oh, that's great. If you're interested and you want to hear any of their music, you want to buy some merch, support them, or come out to shows, hit them up on Facebook forward slash Sisters Doll or www.sistersdollband.com. And also you can follow Bryce or Sisters Doll uh, on Mr. Underscore Bryce underscore Land or Sisters Doll as the band account. Bryce awesome. Lips Mileto, legend. That's Absolute fucking legend. <laughs> Thanks Sick. for coming on the show, man. And, Thanks uh, so much for having me. It's we'll been great. Soon. Killer, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You too, man. It's awesome. good. All right. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Tommy O.